doesn't work that way. I mean, you can ask if there's an opportunity for you, for you to help them, but don't expect that everybody that you meet at a networking event is going to have the time to have you come in and explain what your company does. Because let's be honest, the days of people having a lot of extra time is over. If the sound of a machine tool removing metal gets your blood pumping, then you are Metal Working Nation. This is Making Chips, where we talk all things metalworking, engineering and design, production and tooling combined with business best practices, technology, marketing, news, and new media for manufacturing professionals. Here are your hosts, business owners, metalworking experts, and guys who get dirty on the factory floor, Jim Carr and Jason Zanger. Now, let's make some chips. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 10 of Making Chips. I'm in the uh, studio here with my good friend, Jason Zanger. Hello. And hi, Jason. Uh, and we're about to get started. Jason, why don't you tell us, what is Making Chips all about? Is Are we making potato chips here? <laughs> well, what is Making Chips all about? Please tell our listeners. So Making Chips, is no, it's not about potato chips. It's about making metal chips and whether you're turning or milling or sawing, that's what it's all about. Making Chips is a weekly podcast to equip leaders in the manufacturing industry with valuable content. So think of us as kind of like your trade magazine, except we're in an audio format right in your earphones. And our desire is for you to have good content that you can take back to your career and business and utilize when you're at work. Very good. Very good. So what's episode uh, 10? Episode 10. We're, it, it, this one's going to be called The Power of networking nice. and we we everyone thinks they know how to do it and everybody has their own style of doing it and this time we're just going to share what we've learned from doing it and i think we have some relevant points to share with our listeners don't you i do yeah i mean that's something i've been focusing on for the last several years is uh networking and getting to know people in the industry so and i know that you also do that so i, 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 I think, think we've, we've learned some things yeah, over the years i i have a lot to share about it and um i hope i can um give our listeners some relevant information on it. So do we have something for manufacturing news first? Yeah, I just saw something on, um, on manuf uh, you, you know how I utilize Google and the manufacturing news to, to find all that good stuff. But I just saw Forbes just came out with 30 entrepreneurs under 30 years old that are in manufacturing. And I think it's really exciting. To am I on that list? You're not. No, neither am I. I'm far away from it. No, I'm a little over 32. Yeah. But I mean, how cool, how cool that you're under 30 and you actually make it to a Forbes list in a manufacturing industry that, that you're on. I mean, that is, I yeah, mean, that is cool. I congratulations, agree with you. congratulations to all the people yeah, that made it to the list. Um, so t do you, do you have a couple of them up there that you could tell us about? Yeah. Well, you know, I'm just, I scrolled through the article briefly before we went and started to record and it looks like it's all in the green industry and 3D printing, of course, is, of course, is huge. Which one caught your eye the most? Because I don't know which any particular of these. person or what what particular part of the manufacturing Both. sector. Well, the the one that is involved in the 3D printing, of course, because I think it's going to have a big impact in our industry in manufacturing in the future. They're, they're getting close to getting to the point where they can take a a 3D model and and actually layer that metal in a precision format. They, they haven't got there yet, 
but I certainly think in the next few years that technology is going to explode. So what is the actual technology that that person under 30 brought to the table to give them the recognition to be on this Forbes list? I didn't read that far. I'm sorry. That's okay. What was was one of the under 30s somebody that developed something for 3D printing in space? Uh, if I remember correctly, I thought I scanned through that article. Yes. I didn't even know you yes. were going to bring it up, but I scanned yeah. it like and a day or two ago. You're absolutely right. 3D printing area, there's an Aaron Kemmer, a Jason Dunn, a Mike Chen, and a Michael Snyder of the company Made in Space. They developed a 3D printer that's capable of working in zero gravity. That's How cool. cool. Isn't that cool? Is that well, cool? Well, I imagine, I didn't. I only scanned through the article, so I don't know in detail why what what the value was of being able to 3D print in space, but I imagine it's for maintenance, repair, and operations of the space stations and the spaceships, because you know, you, you're probably a little underprepared when you, know, you get up into space for certain situations that might come your way. I mean, I, I'm sure that they're about as prepared as you can be, but there's going to be situations where you just need something that you don't have. Exactly. Is that the reason for the 3D printing? Uh, yeah, exactly. Okay. Interesting. I, you know, I just, uh, again, I, I, I wished I would have read it. It's on Forbes, uh, 30 under 30 in manufacturing. I think it's exciting that the, the, the young generation is embracing the, the newer manufacturing models in their, and they're getting recognized for it. So. With that, I you know that that's relevant news in our industry. Cool. Maybe maybe next time we should read through the articles before we talk yeah, about things in manufacturing news. We were a little tight on time today. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, Jason. Uh, don't forget uh, February twenty sixth. That's a Thursday, seven thirty a.m. at the Ritz Carlton Ballroom downtown Chicago. The Cranes third annual manufacturing summit. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it as well. I'm looking forward to learning and networking with a diverse group of manufacturing leaders. Yeah, I remember last year, man, the the, the power players that were there, great people from the industry. Uh, this year, I was looking at the the, the panelists and the keynote. Uh, Dave Shupak is the keynote speaker. He's the executive vice president of Whirlpool Corporation. Also, some of my um, people that I know through our association, uh, Gail Glasser, at Century Fasteners and Machine, also Ray Zaganto at Bilink, and Todd Siwak at Ferrara Candy Company. Anybody else that you know? Yeah, I mean, just just those people alone, that's a diverse group of executives. I mean, from you know your average manufacturing company to a very large corporation like Whirlpool. I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to learning and networking with that dynamic group of people. Yeah, we've also got Kerry Wood, who's the president of Spartan, and Dr. Dave Boulay, who's the president of the Manufacturing Excellence Center. Yeah, it's going to be a great day. I'm really looking forward to it. Hopefully, it'll be a great day. We can get out and uh, enjoy uh, downtown Chicago and um, love to hear some feedback from everybody on how they enjoyed the day. But as a matter of fact, if they go to makingchips.com forward slash manu25 and register for the event there, if they enter in promo code manu25 in the field box at the uh, registration area, they're going to save $25 off the $125 registration fee. Um, this is exclusively for manufacturers only, so you do have to be a manufacturer to get that $25 discount. But again, once again, it's makingchips.com forward slash manu25. That's M-A-N-U-25. And don't forget to enter in the promo code manu25 at the Cranes registration cart. Yeah, and we'll put the, uh, the links in the show notes to this episode. We have 10 points for our listeners to take away. I thought there were seven. 
Uh, no, we expanded it. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, you added three. Oh, good. Well, I've got a lot to say. <laughs> As always. <laughs> yeah. So 10 points for our listeners to take away as it relates to to networking. And, you know, like Jim and I mentioned, we've done a lot of networking in the manufacturing industry, and we both think it's very important to cultivating those relationships. And there's a right way to network and there's a wrong way to network. I mean, let's be honest. Um, I'm sure that a lot of our listeners have come across people that just don't get how to network. And it's very obvious. So the first takeaway point for the power of networking is that networking is a long-term process. It really is. I mean, I've met people that have tried to network they go to one or two and they think they're going to, they're going to win the the half million dollar sale. Quite frankly, it's ridiculous, but they've got, they've got to learn that they got to do it the right way. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you, you have to, you have to be showing up to a lot of different events and get to know people. It's kind of like, you know, you can't expect to go out on, you know, one date and get married the next day. I mean, it just doesn't happen. It doesn't happen that often. Dating is long-term and networking is long-term. Absolutely. Networking is relationship building. You, You go to network, you go to meet new people, you go to find out what other people are doing. But at the same time, through consistent networking, you're building your own personal brand and you're also building relationships with the other people that are there. So point number two is less of a takeaway point and more of a question that I want to answer to get your opinion. And the question is, should you stalk someone that you want to develop a relationship with on LinkedIn before you go to the networking event? If you find out that there is somebody relevant that you think that could absolutely help your business and you would like to sell them, that's what LinkedIn's all about. Yeah, it's true. It's all about to creep somebody and and to get a little bit of information. And and you would be remiss if you didn't do that. And I'll tell you why. Because, okay, so you go to a networking event and you have a few little pieces of information about that person. So you're already, you've already done your homework. You're at that networking event. You're having cocktails or what, you know, whatever the case may be. And you go up to, hey, Jason, how, how, you know, how you doing? Great. My name is Jim Carr, blah, blah, blah. Nice to meet you. So I understand you sell uh, cutting tools and you're a distributor of Iscar products. So that gets the conversation going. It's just not, it's just not raw right from the get-go. There's a lead in there. I, I've done my homework. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to sell you as car mills, but that's just what I'm, what I'm trying to say. Right. And, and LinkedIn does have a handy little app that even if you meet somebody there and they get your attention as far as somebody that you do want to develop a relationship with, you can, you can look on that app and learn a little bit more about them. And then when you meet them at, at the bar, you can, you know, strike up a further conversation about something that you, that you learned about. Right. Is it creeping or is it stalking? What's a better word? I think it's R and D. It's more <laughs> like re- it. it's more like research. I mean, everybody does it. You can tell on LinkedIn has a has a wonderful thing where it says, "Yeah, who's been, who's, who's been, watching been creeping you? on me?" But it's okay. I don't mind. I I kind of like to see who's been creeping on me, and then I then I wait for the phone call. I wait for that email. So yep. So point number three is, uh, and I think this is also another great point. When you think it's time for the hard sell, wait. Yeah, that's a tough one because 
everybody's there to develop a relationship and sell. But. So point three. So I, I, why don't you explain that a little bit more in detail? So you're saying you're at this networking event for the first time, first time you met them, and you're thinking, you're saying people should, you shouldn't try and sell right then and there. No, wait, I, I don't think you should. Wait till the ne next event. No, wait till the next what event. If, what wait if till the, the feeling's good? That. What if you have a really good feeling? Well, I would say only if that really good feeling is that they invite you to explain what you do and to sell to them. Okay. That no. Okay. That's valid. That's a good point. Yes. Absolutely. And and I'm a I'm a salesman. So I I mean you know I do other things besides sell. But um, that's something that's in my core is that I I we're a sales organization. So um, but I, I I do not try to do that hard sell. No. I mean, it's just it's not appropriate. You know what? People, a lot of times. people can read right through that too. Uh, you know, we we've all met those types of people that are trying to do that hard sell right from the. You know, they don't want to, they don't want to invest any time into building a relationship. Yeah, I was actually part of a um, a subcommittee for a group, and it was so obvious from the very beginning that there was a, a gentleman that was on that subcommittee, and there was one and only one reason why he was there, and that was to sell his services because he kept bringing it up, whether it was relevant or not, and eventually he left and he just dropped off the committee because. That's not why the rest of us were there. Right. And sometimes you go to a networking event just so you can see your friends in the industry and, you know, um, right. spend time and with them. Quite honestly, I don't know if this is the, uh, one of the future points that you're going to talk about. But, you know, I personally, Jim Carr of Car Machine and Tool, I don't have very many opportunities to go to networking events to sell. Because I don't either. I, I don't go my, there with that objective. Right. But I it, go there with to hang out with you. Oh, thanks. Thanks. Well, we have fun. We <laughs> We always have fun, but no, no, listen to me because most of the people that I'm trying to sell to, to, that I'm trying to sell machining services to are not typically at network events. So what I'm trying to do is what, what my main focus is when I go to a networking event is I try to build my, my personal brand. I try to build the brand of my own business and hopefully through that networking relationships that I'm growing those people may know my buyers those people my buyers my prospects will say to my friends my networking relationships that i've made hey i need a machine shop and boom that guy's gonna know right away yeah he might be saying to one of your friends you know or one of your friends who owns like let's say a high production swiss shop you know do you know a good machine shop and he'll he'll say yeah i know jim carr absolutely that is that is the power of networking for for me Point number four is to ask for an introduction. I, I would say that this is also really important because, you know, it makes such a difference to be introduced by somebody else than to just go up to somebody and, you know, cold introduce yourself. I mean, I've done it. Other people have done it to me. And I, I, I give, you know, other people a lot of credit for being able to do that consistently. But don't be afraid to ask your friends for an introduction. I, I don't have anything to add to that one. Point number five, highlight this one is to stay within a particular circle. And what we mean by that is, you know, there's lots of different organizations out there. There's lots of different networking events and each organization has, you know, several networking events throughout the year. Pick an organization and instead of going to one networking event from, you know, a bunch of different organizations, go to several of their events. So you start seeing a lot of the same people. Huge, very important, very, very important because it, for instance, in our community of networking, we stick with the manufacturers, people that we know. Now, maybe maybe I shouldn't be focusing on that. Maybe I should be focusing on a networking group of engineers. However, I don't. I chose to, to network with my peers, with my industry-specific people. 
And that is what, when you consistently do it, you definitely build your brand. You build your strong, long-term relationships. Point number six would be don't forget to follow up, but don't hard sell. Now, I know I've been saying this, don't hard sell a lot, but I think it's really important. But following up is also important. But there's a, there's a, there's a good way to follow up and there's a, there's a bad way to follow up. So for me, the right way to follow up would be to ask if you can help. The wrong way to follow up would be to hard sell. I mean, like spam them or... Yeah, a- adding them to your... In your industry, Jason, what would be a hard sell? Give me... A, because our business, our business models are a little different. Right. The way you sell is a little different than the way I sell. I would say the hard sell would be to expect to get the opportunity to have the floor with the management of a prospective company just because you met one person from that company at a networking event. It it just doesn't work that way. I mean, you can ask if there's an opportunity for for you to help them, but don't expect that everybody that you meet at a networking event is going to have the time to have you come in and explain what your company does. Because let's be honest, the days of people having a lot of extra time is over. Over. Absolutely. I mean, you don't have the time. I I know because I've been at your office when, you know, people have come in to try to sell to you and you just don't have the time to talk to them. Well, I think those days, that's kind of old school selling tool. I mean, the the days of cold calling are are literally over. Very hard to do. Yeah. And and the best way to follow up with somebody is to go to another networking event, stay within that circle and see that person there and just follow up with them And build that relationship. Build that relationship. Exactly. It's, It's huge. You know, just a offshoot of what we're talking about is, you know, within my, within the, the manufacturing um, community, I, I do network a lot. And uh, it's funny, my, my buddies uh, who I know, we kind of laugh a little bit about some of the, um, the service industry people that come and that we meet. And you'll see the ones that come for the first time, second time, they're trying to do the hard sell right away. But I'll tell you what, the most successful ones that we've seen are the ones that get involved in peer groups. They integrate with the uh, with the people that they're going to eventually try to sell to. I mean, it they could, provide free service or they provide free advice when, they do. when, when you need it. Absolutely, they're, they become part of your business to become a partnership. Then there's no hard selling at all. The sales part's going to just happen automatically. It's going it's a, it's a beautiful way to do it, but it's a long term. I mean, I I would say a year is probably a good number. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And this brings us to point number, um, six. Point number no, this is point number seven, actually. Right. And I'm going to change point number seven. So my, my new point number seven is to offer free advice if you can. So in, instead of going in there to try to sell what you have, offer some free advice. You know, if, if you have a customer that, I don't know, is, is having trouble finding a shop that makes a particular part, even if it's something that you don't do, help them out, connect them with somebody else. I agree. So point number seven would be to look for commonality between um, you and the other people at the event. And and when I say commonality, I'm not just talking about business because everybody there is in the manufacturing industry, which is a pretty narrow niche, but you know, look for other, other, other things that you have in common with, um, with the people that are there and, you know, be sincere about it. Don't fake it. I know I really um, 
have a hard time sometimes because I do not watch sports. I mean, I'm going to admit it right here. Yeah, I, I don't either. I, don't. I mean, uh, occasionally I will. I mean, I, I'll, I'll go to a hockey game. I, you know, I, I like baseball. I, I watch a, a, a Bears game every now Could and then. Could you name somebody oh, on sure. the Blackhawks? Absolutely. Hall? Absolutely. But it, it, it's definitely not my my thing. It's definitely not within my wheelhouse. I'd much rather talk about music and music artists that, that that's definitely within my wheelhouse. But you know what, you know what I try to do? I, I, when you go to a networking event and you're meeting people for the first time, I, I try and keep myself up on world news and local news, because that, that's everybody a relates segue. to that. Everybody relates to that. You know, when when that Malaysian flight went down, it, it's good t- uh, talk speak. It, it, it's a good intro, you know. And everyone's got an opinion. Everyone's got an opinion. Mm-hmm. I don't talk politics. I don't talk religion. Right. But I do talk about world events because everyone seems to know about that. I mean, you could talk about the weather, but it's kind of cliche. <laughs> yeah. Oh, isn't that great? Oh, it's, it's it's snowing. That's a, that's a long conversation. Yeah, yeah, right. But you know, so. Personally, that's a that's a secret to what I do is I kind of keep myself and I enjoy it too, but I keep myself a little elevated on world news because it's a good it's a good speak it's a good networking speak that um, you can talk about when you meet people. What's next? Did we talk about the business card thing yet? Uh, no, that's next. Okay. Um, so the next point would be to to collect business cards. People love handing business cards out, and the other thing that business cards are helpful for is to write a note on the back of them about what you talked about and some way to follow up so that you remember what you talked about at the event. Right. Yeah. So when I go to a networking event, I typically, I always have business cards. I've got myself into the habit now of anytime I'm ready to go, boom, I make sure it it, it comes up in the back of my mind. I see a little cloud business cards. Boom. I, I take a 20 of them. I stuff them in my sport coat, my breast pocket to, to make sure I always have a business card. Cause that you always want to put one in anybody's hand, but I always, and that gives me an opportunity to ask for one from them. So if they're not going to offer their business card to me, I always say, Hey Jason, here's my card. They touch it. They grab it. I give them a couple seconds to reciprocate that. If they don't, I say, Hey, do you have a card? Do you mind? And they'll say, yeah. So, and then what I do the next day or the night is I typically look them up on LinkedIn and I connect with them on LinkedIn to grow my social network as well. You just hit on the next point. So the next point is to connect on LinkedIn. I think that that is, I mean, that's become like the new business card. I mean, you have to connect on LinkedIn. If you're not on LinkedIn and you meet somebody at a networking event, chances are they, they might be trying to look you up. So Make well, a profile. I think I think it's the Rolodex for the future. I mean, we we don't have. I, do you have a Rolodex on your desk? What's a Rolodex? A roll. Seriously, you don't know what a Rolodex is. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of honest but, to God. No, I, I no I, wait. I, no I know. shit. You don't know what a Rolodex is. I I've never owned a Rolodex, but okay. I do know what one is. Oh. Okay, thanks. Thank God. So point, what's the next point? So the very last point, which is um, also, you know, point number one in this last point um, are the two most important is give before you expect to receive. And this is related to, I think it was um, point number seven um, about offering free advice, but don't expect you know, the world to open up just because you go to a couple events. I mean, I've, I've heard this notion of giving before you receive a lot of times and, you know, it almost seems cliched, but it is so true. It is. 
It is so true. So keep that in mind is give give before you expect to receive. Um, and that that concludes all the points for the power of networking. And yeah, I, that was I, a good episode. I it's it, it's powerful. And I you know we're not telling our listeners what to do. All we're doing is we're sharing the advice. We're sh- we're sharing our experiences in networking and the successes that we've had over the years. Anything with the tooling? Yeah, I do have some metalworking tools that are um, that are of interest to talk about. Lennox, who's well known for their bandsaw blades, being um, one of the few American-made bandsaw manufacturers and probably the highest quality bandsaw blade manufacturer, they recently came out with a product called the Surtec Precision Circular Saw Blade. So what this is, is it's not a bandsaw blade, it's a circular saw blade and it's an alternative to bandsawing. There's what? more, yeah. Really? So yeah, instead of having a bandsaw, you um, you're instead cutting of having a, a circ- vertical bandsaw. You it's it, it, is it, well, it has nothing a- to do with vertical versus horizontal. Okay. Because I mean, most people in the metalworking industry um, have horizontal bandsaws, but it has to do with cutting with a circular blade instead of cutting with a bandsaw blade. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, bandsaws are the most popular piece of machinery among manufacturing companies and a lot more um, manufacturers are turning to these circular saw blades um, instead of traditional band saws. Now there's, you know, they're not for every application. Um, they're, they're only for particular, uh, or they only work well in particular applications, you know, for, for higher volume cuts, smaller in general materials. Um, bundling is an issue compared to, to band sawing. So there, there is a place for them. But I definitely would like some information on that. Yeah, if you're doing a lot I, of, I, I, you're, it's completely new to me. I, I have no idea. I don't even understand how the concept works. Yeah, what it is, it's a, it's a cermet tipped circular saw blade. It, it just like you know, you would think of a traditional circular saw blade, except it's on a, um, a very high precision, high production piece of machinery. I mean, usually the machines are, um, are, are very expensive um, compared to a bandsaw as well. All right. I think that wraps it up. Yeah, this concludes episode 10 of Making Chips, The Power of Networking. Um, I hope that everybody enjoyed this episode. If you do have any feedback, please go to our website for this episode, makingchips.com slash 10. Perfect. I, you know, I do want to add a couple things, too, that... Uh, you have a couple more points? Well, no, I, I just want to say, Jason... Point number 17. We had, we, had a, we had a fabulous accolade within the last week, and we were... Um, Pro, we're, we're both proud to, to share with oh, the yeah. news to our listeners that uh, we made the iTunes new and noteworthy list. So yeah, we were featured on um, iTunes new and noteworthy. So that's amazing considering that we are such a niche podcast. I mean, you know, there's so many podcasts out there that get on new and noteworthy that are just very general business podcasts. And, you know, our audience is, is a lot smaller than, you know, the general business community. Yeah. So, so congratulations. Yeah. Hey, congratulations to you. And yeah, um, thank you. It's, to, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Thank you to all the uh, listeners out there. Yeah. Makingchips.com. We're on Facebook, Twitter. Find us all. We're right yeah. there. Leave us the comments. Rate and review. This podcast exists to improve the manufacturing industry. We want to hear from you, the owners, managers, leaders, and engineers from the metalworking nation. What ideas do you want to share and what keeps you up at night? We want you to take something away from this podcast that you can use to improve your company, your team, and yourself. So let us know what you want to hear, and we'll see you next time on Making Chips.
this is what I think are the most important things when I think of the power of networking. One, it's long term. To stay within your industry specific people, you want you want to you want to hang with the people consistently to build a relationship to build your brand. Did you just start a couple new points and like circumvent all the? No, I'm just I'm just I'm just telling I'm just I'm just telling my. (laughs) This is my own personal thing. This is my own takeaway. (laughs) I'm just so, and I think that's it. Uh, Just stick with your core group of people. I wouldn't do any more than one a week. You know, people don't want to see you that much. 